Our top twins prospects. Big day on Lockdown Twins with Matt Braun coming up. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Matt Braun is back. And this is actually a really exciting episode. Not that it's it's not always exciting with you, Matt, <laughs> but people love hope and there is no hope like a prospect list in baseball. Matt, how are you? Amen, brother. Couldn't have said it better myself. I am doing fine. It is we have a rare, the most rare sunny day in Washington. I never it doesn't happen in January. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Usually it's very dark in there, um, in that room in which you sit. And today it is bright and nice. And <laughs> as is the future for the twins, Matt, we want to thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. I couldn't have expected terrible. anything else from you. I mean, just a beautiful <laughs> transition on that one. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. So Matt, what we're going to do is we're going to pull up your list. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Matt's, this is like, this should be behind a paywall, but for today, we're going to put, we're going to put his list on the YouTube here. So if you're not watching on YouTube, here's Matt's top 10. Austin Martin, one, Jordan Balzavic, two, Royce Lewis, three, Jose Miranda, four, Joe Ryan, five, Josh Winder, six, Simeon Woods Richardson, seven, Chase Petty, eight, Yoanderon, nine, Matt Cantorino, 10. 11 through 20 is an interesting crop as well. But I have some questions about your top 10, Matt. All right. I have some questions. And it starts with number one in Austin Martin. I have a different number one. So we're going to go over both our lists. I want to hear your rationale for Martin at one on yours. Well, uh, Martin, to me, really, the, this comes down to a Martin versus Lewis argument, I think. Uh, I think the vast majority of people are going to agree with that. I have yet to really see a list uh, from a Twins Daily person specifically who has anyone else and, and for good reason. I think they're uh, 1A and 1B to most people. So for Martin, I prefer him to Lewis currently just because I have more faith in his ability to be a impact major league player. Uh, if you're wondering, that's sort of my philosophy for, for the entire list. What are the odds that I think this guy is going to be an impact major league ball player, whatever you define that as? Uh, and so for Martin specifically, I mean, he has just such a unique skill set. One that I, I really don't think we see a whole lot in MLB these days, actually, of this sort of uh, high OBP, uh, not necessarily a high slugging guy. He can play uh, a handful of positions, probably not shortstop, uh, but center field, certainly third base, you know, maybe even a little bit of second base. Uh, really, I, I looked around and the the only guy I could really think of as a solid comp was like uh, Jonathan India. Uh, mm. Of course, the, the the great second baseman for the Reds uh, had a phenomenal season. And that's the sort of player we're talking about. A real, you know, leadoff guy, number two guy, maybe. Uh, spreads the ball around, uh, isn't a pull hitter by any means. And if he taps into a little bit of that power, you're talking about a real four to five win type of guy, no matter where you stick him. Uh, so I'm pretty high on Austin Martin. Yeah, I love hearing that. And obviously, we're super excited about this. We talked, I think, right after the Brios trade. And, like, we both were excited about Martin for sure. And 
I was watching him closely at the end of the summer. I think this is this is bringing out an interesting dichotomy in prospect list because I do it differently and I think about it differently. And the reason I think about it differently is I view a prospect in the minors as like we always see it as a, a player as a mold of clay, right? And they need to be developed and you need to progress your way through the ma- to, to the majors. But I always have thought, at least in the last couple of years, definitely, the odds of a middling prospect, and I'm not saying this is Austin Martin, but this is just my my thought process on it. When you see a middling prospect, you know, someone who's having some success at the high minors, the the jump up to the majors is so great and so large that player is often overmatched to the point of they need to be sent back down in a week. So how I think of a prospect and like how I think of a prospect list is the same way you do. I agree with you. Who's going to make an impact at the major league level? I tend to side more with players who have a higher upside, simply have a higher upside. Because I think it's so hard to play in the majors. I'm not saying you don't think it is. Obviously, you know that it's very difficult. We don't know, but we know. Very difficult. So I think of who has the highest upside. I just We view it the same way, but if that makes sense, I think of it as if you have a higher upside, I think you need a higher upside to be able to play in the bigs. And for Austin Martin, I think he's going to be an everyday player. Like I'm confident in that, and I can absolutely see why he'd be your number one prospect for that reason. I think it's the hardest thing to do in, in baseball and in sports is to develop a superstar level player, right? And the twins have one in Byron Buxton. He's not on the field enough. And we were talking, the main point was how are they going to extend Byron Buxton? Uh, you look at Cleveland, we talk about Cleveland all the time. I remember this debate and John and Aaron were talking about it one time. Would you rather have Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor and a bunch of like one win players, or would you rather have a bunch of three win players? And they were like, we'd rather have Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor because it's the hardest thing to do is develop a frontline starter or a superstar level position player. So that's why I, that's my thought process, Matt, a long way of saying I, I do look for more upside when I'm looking at your list. I don't think you're sacrificing any upside here. You still have Royce Lewis three. I mean, that's, that's a drop for him. I bet if we looked at your list from last year and the year before, he would he would have been number one. But Austin Martin's in the system, and we know the Twins need starters, and Jordan Balzavic is number two. Uh, the biggest change on both of our lists is probably going to be Jose Miranda at four. What's your faith? When you talk about Martin and your confidence level in him being an everyday player, where does that stand with Jose Miranda ranked fourth right behind Royce Lewis and ahead of Joe Ryan? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could I could talk for days about Jose Miranda. His his year, la- his season last year was just I I've never it's seen magic. anything like it in the minor leagues. I mean, uh, we all saw the Zips projections come out, and they said he was like a one what one and a half win player like today. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I think he could start the year uh, at, in the majors. You know, playing first, playing third doesn't really matter. And, and I think he can rake. Uh, so I wanted to bring this point up specifically because I, I was kind of perusing through his stats and it was just uh, absurd. So between double A AA and triple A last year, he slugged 572, right? Uh, here's a list of all qualified major league hitters who did that. Uh, Nick Castellanos, Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper. That's mm. the entire list. Mm. Now, uh, Jose Miranda also struck out only 12 and a half percent of the time, which is insane. And so let me pull up a list of guys who had a lower K percentage. Uh, again, only five guys. Yuli Gurriel, Adam Frazier, Michael Brantley, David Fletcher, Kevin Newman. 
And neither of those guys came close to his slugging percentage. You're talking about a real, incredibly unique skill set to avoid strikeouts while still having an immense amount of power. Spotless. Uh, it was, it I was mean, spotless. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of skill set that you just, you don't, you do not see it. Not just every day, almost ne- you almost never see it. Uh, so I'm, I'm incredibly excited for him. Uh, in hindsight, now that I'm looking back at the list going on in my, my sort of philosophy, as I pointed out, I probably could have knocked him up a spot or two. Um, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I believe he can be an everyday major league player. Wh- wh- wherever I rank him doesn't really matter. A lot more coming from Matt's list and mine after this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And here's an idea for the new year. Matt and all our listeners, go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the car, wherever. Throw out all those snacks, replace them with Built Bar, and go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Matt, I will ask you, have you ever had a Built Bar? Uh, I have no idea what it is. They are delicious (laughs) and they're healthy. Try Built Bar. Matt, here's his list again if you're watching on YouTube. Simeon Richardson seven. So maybe the most interesting thing on these lists outside of Miranda and the number one, I mean, there are some really interesting conversations to come from the twins prospect list this year is the ranking of these right-handed starters in the system, right? Not only mixed in with Martin Lewis and Miranda, because you also will notice that after Martin Lewis and Miranda, you don't have a position player until Noah Miller at 11, if I'm not mistaken here. And that's kind of how this system looks right now. They have three high level differing position players and then a ton of right-handed starters in between them or right-handed relievers perhaps in the future hopefully not but you have Balzovic two he's your top right-handed starter your top pitching prospect Joe Ryan is five Winder six Woods Richardson seven Petty eight Duran nine Cantorino ten so if you're keeping track at home that is a lot of right-handed pitching prospects who are you most excited about, Matt? Maybe not reflected in your rankings, but who excites you the most out of these 10, or I guess 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 pitching prospects? Who excites me the most? I guess I haven't, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, if you're talking about, I guess, from pure uh, upside, like wh- which guy I think of these, uh, of these arms has the best chance of becoming that stud, uh, it's got to be Chase Petty. I mean, I just electric stuff already as, uh, what, 18, 19-year-old, whatever he is. Uh, I mean, guys guy shouldn't be throwing like that out of high school. That's just not fair. Uh, so, of course, he only pitched a few innings uh, in the twin system uh, this last year. He's going to be spending a lot of time polishing, uh, really working on his mechanics. I don't think we're going to really see a true uh, sort of full season from him. Maybe not even this coming year, probably the year afterwards. Uh, but either way, he is absolutely this long-term a big stud ace. Uh, but if you're talking about, if you want to talk about a guy who's going to have the most impact soon, uh, I don't want to say Joe Ryan because he's the obvious one. Uh, it's got to be Balazovic to me. I still think Balazovic is the best starting pitching prospect in the system. I know Joe Ryan got a lot of hype and I understand why he did, uh, but I still think it's Balazovic. Every time I watched him pitch, he just seems like he was a guy who had a plan and he knew what he was doing. And he, he didn't have the best year last year. 
Uh, but it was his first full season at double A. Missed a little bit of time with injury. Still came out and threw like 97 innings, I think it was, among the highest in the twin system. Uh, so I'm I'm still very high on Balazovic. I think he could be up easily this year, uh, at the very least next year. And I think he'll be an impact arm. Yeah, I agree with you because I think, here's my list, by the way. I think that Balazovic combines, I actually have Ryan four, but I think Balazovic combines upside and floor in a really interesting way. And I think maybe in the best way in the system. I have Ryan at four because, yes, I really did like what we saw from Joe Ryan. I think he's a number three or four starter right now. Uh, Balazovic, I think, will finish. He could be a number two. I think with Joe Ryan, I don't think Joe Ryan can be a number two. And I'd be really glad to be wrong about that. But I think you can disagree with me, Matt. Maybe this is another point of conversation with these pitching prospects. I think you still need... I think you still need the stuff. And I'm not saying Joe Ryan doesn't have the stuff, but in order to reach that threshold of being a one or a two, if you list it off for me right now, Matt, the best pitchers in baseball, I would bet you every single one has a 95 plus mile an hour fastball. (laughs) It's just, it's just a reality of the game. Like I'm not saying it's needed to be good. I'm not saying it's needed to be a really effective playoff level starter, but to be among the best in the game, I think you need it. What's your response to that, Matt? Uh, I think you're right in a lot of ways. Uh, I have questions about Ryan's uh, ability to be consistent over a long period of time, just because uh, I, I was, I'm trying to remember, but the the amount of starters, successful starters, who have been able to throw fastballs as often as him, it's a very short list. Yeah, very short list. And those are guys who you're talking about, like you were saying, who have 95, 96. Uh, kind of stuff. Now, of course, Ryan also has this uh, level of deception that other guys don't have. You know, we've heard it with the arm angle, with the the invisible or whatever they call it. Uh, but I really do need to see more out of his secondary stuff. Uh, you know, maybe his fastball ticks up once or twice. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but I just need to see a little bit more from him before I can sort of anoint him uh, the savior of the Twins rotation. Yes. But I do, I do like him a lot. I, I do like him a lot. I think he can settle in as a mid-rotation arm. I ran this uh, when he when he made his debut. I talked about it on the pod of starters currently at that time who were throwing as many fastballs as him, and it was fascinating. It was like Carlos Rodon, Robbie Ray. It was yes, super yes. hard throwing lefties, yeah. And it was there was a third lefty in there. I can't remember who it was, but it was like eight of the top ten were left-handed, like strikeout lefties. It was crazy the way that it looked, and it was like Joe Ryan was in there. It was just random. So you're right. It's it's definitely unique um looking at a couple other guys on this list a guy i'm really excited about for next year and i've talked about him a little bit here i want to see where you have him you have him 14 i have him 13 is emmanuel rodriguez and i think rodriguez could soon not only be in the top 10 i think when you're looking long term matt you're looking at the graduations of lewis and, and martin and miranda and all these guys i think very soon he could be the twins best position player prospect uh in the system and i would pick him coming up to be as soon as next year or the year after their best uh, position player in the system. And I think at 18 years old and the power he showed last year, the swing and miss is there. We know that, but I just think from a raw tool standpoint, and we saw it last year with him, I'm really excited about Rodriguez. Dude, we we've talked too much now because we're on the exact same plane at this point. (laughs) Because I was literally coming in here to say the exact same thing. I love Emmanuel Rodriguez as a, a name to keep track of for next year. Uh, he showed, like you said, there's a lot of swing and miss to his game, 
but also a lot of on-base ability. And you said the power really started to come around, and he's still incredibly young. Uh, I mean, I can call him a kid, which I don't like to do, uh, but I, I could call him a kid because he is younger than me. Uh, but like, like you said, pretty much everything you said, I would double. I just, uh, I, I love him. I think keep your eye on him once the the other guys graduate, once Celestino graduates. I think he's going to be the guy who represents probably the highest upside because uh, yeah, we have a lot of real sort of low, I don't want to say low upside, but higher floor guys. Uh kind of around that area guys and like a uh, Sabato uh, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could actually, I want to bring up Sabato because I want to turn that around. I've noticed probably the biggest discrepancy between our lists is our placements of Aaron Sabato. Cause you have him on the top 10 and I dropped him down yes. quite a bit. So uh, what's going on there, my man? Uh, I really liked him in the draft. I mean, I, I think sometimes when you, you do, you have this like first impression base and, I did have that first impression base with Aaron Sabato. Like, loved him coming out of North Carolina. When he was still there, when the Twins were picking, I think, at 22, uh, two years ago now, I was like, uh, yeah. You called it, didn't you? Yes, I was like, I I, I just thought he he fit he fit their mold. You know, he fits everything they kind of look for. Um, advanced college bat, walks a lot, strikes out a lot, big-time power. I think the biggest thing for me, Matt, is anytime you have that high of a walk rate, but you're hitting the buck 80 and you're walking as much as you are to me. That is, I'm not hitting pitches in the zone, right? I'm not hitting fastballs in the zone when I'm getting pitches to hit. I'm putting myself in, in favorable situations, but I'm not hitting those, those fastballs in favorable counts. As soon as he moved up, as soon as he moved up to Cedar Rapids, it was like that had clicked. It clicked for him. And the OBP was there. He was, he was slugging. He was hitting pitches in the zone. He was hitting fastballs out of the park. He was hitting, you know, I think he had a couple games where he hit two home runs, was dialed up. And when you see with Miguel Sano and, like, Brent Rooker falls into that mold, when they're dialed, there's very few who are better. And I think in this system, Sabato's ceiling is high to me as a hitter because when he's dialed, he's really tough. And I know he didn't put it up in the low minors last year, and I know he wasn't very good just from a numbers standpoint. But – I just I fall in love with guys who get dialed like that. And Mitch Garver kind of falls into that line too. Like when he's dialed on a fastball, very few are better than him. And Sabato to me fits that same mold. And not everybody does, I don't think, but I think Sabato does. And I'd say Brent Rooker's probably at the lower end of that. We've learned and you can see with Brent Rooker what can kind of happen as you, they get up to the majors and they strike out way too much for it to even matter. Sano has been great at times, has not been great at times. Uh, Sabato might fall somewhere in the middle of that, but I just, I love his upside. And I get, this is a good example of like seeing upside and, and saying to myself, like who has the best chance to be the cleanup hitter for the twins in five years. And I, I don't know if there's another guy like Sabato after that top three to me in Martin Lewis and Miranda. Um, that's why I ranked him so high. Also, I'm looking at this and I, I forgot Gilberto Celestino. Right off the bat, but we have them about the same spot in the ten to twenty range. We're we're about the same. I've Cantorino ten. You got Cantorino ten. Um, I think can't. There are a couple X factors here. I want to talk about Matt, especially on the pitching side. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NFL playoffs. This is a perfect time to be playing at Bet Online. You get a fifty percent welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Head over there now. Bet online is great. They have a new interface, new mobile website, new desktop interface. It's beautiful, 
and you can play today. March Madness is right around the corner. 51 days until Selection Sunday. Baseball may never start, but if it does, you're going to want to play. Bet online, head over there now. It's a great site. We love Bet Online. So, Matt, some X factors in the system. I think that stand out to me and on my list. Mention Cantorino. Like, if Cantorino hits his stride and he stays healthy, he's an X factor here. And when I say X factor, I think this system is going to do a good job of of producing number threes and fours in, in the rotation. I, I think they can pull three or four at least out of this group. We look at your list too. I hope that among these, you know, that five to 10 range you have at three, maybe of them will be mid rotation starters. The difference to me is going to be, can they develop the frontline starter? Like we talk about all the time and who has the best chance to be a frontline number one. And I think you have them at eight, nine and 10. I think it's Petty Duran and Cantorino. And I think Cantorino is probably the closest with Duran to the majors. Obviously Petty, maybe three years away or four years away, but I think nine and 10, man, nine, you're on and Matt Cantorino, I think have the highest upside. Would you agree, disagree and why? Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts about those two players. Cause I think uh, you're right uh, to a large degree that as far as like this X factor idea, I think uh, those guys fit the mold uh, with Cantorino. I, I gotta be dead honest. I am real low on him. Uh, just, I obviously incredible stuff, probably if not the best stuff in the system, uh, at, at the very least up there. I mean, it's just mind-blowing stuff. Uh, but uh, he doesn't have 50 innings. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even have 50 total innings in, in the system. 2019, of course, that was the year he was drafted. Didn't pitch much. Didn't, didn't get to pitch in 2020. And then uh, had to deal with injuries last year. So now it's been three years since he was drafted. Uh, and he's just barely pitched. And I, I, I just don't like that as far as his potential to then go on and become that starter that mm. top of the rotation guy, especially when there's already questions about his ability to stay there, given his, uh, let's just call it unique windup. Uh, you know, when all those questions were already there and they kind of get exasperated uh, by these injury problems, it, it makes it really difficult for me to see him as that kind of guy. I'd love it if he could be. Maybe he he's fully healthy in 2022 and he goes and does it. You know, fine. Then all the questions are thrown out. But right now I can't say for certain uh, that he will be. Uh, and Duran's sort of also in that camp, less so because his 2019 was a full year and it was it was a full phenomenal year. So he always has that to fall back on. But last year, I mean, it's heartbreaking that he came out and he was throwing fire and he, he was looking dominant. He was at AAA. We thought we were going to get to see him. And he only threw 16 innings. Uh, 16 somewhat middling innings. Uh, so again, I'm not sure what to do with those guys. They're kind of, they're probably the biggest fluctuators. Uh, they could rise as high as like five and four by midseason, mm-hmm. and they could drop off as low as like 15, 16, you know? Yeah. Uh, so right now I decided to split the difference on them. Yeah. And I think when you were talking about Cantorino, you could have been talking about Royce Lewis. Like everything you were saying was, hey, there are already questions. He got hurt. Haven't seen him in years. I mean, we saw Cantorino last summer. He was amazing. But as you said, short sample. So it's very similar. I'm going to pull mine up again here, Matt. I do have Lewis number one. And I think for those reasons I mentioned, um, you know, I still believe in him as an athlete. I still believe in him. Uh, I still believe in him as the one player in the system. I can look and I say, who has the best chance to be a star? And maybe that's not the best way to look at it because I'm going to be disappointed a ton. I'm going to make mistakes all the time because you get caught up in this. 
but I don't think there's anybody else on this list, including Martin, including Miranda, who can do it on both sides of the ball, who has the tools to do it on both sides of the ball. It's tools for Royce Lewis, though. It's not results right now, right? It's not, it's not there. And until it's there, it's not there.